0: Start a new transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing, or creating a brand new life. Be with us in Pantal Kalhor Transition Channel. Author's Promotion Show, Episode 37, Crown Culture, book in eight weeks, with Dr. Cindy Childress, ghostwriter, and book editor. Welcome to author Promotion Show. And um, again, very happy and glad to start this episode with you. That's the first episode of Auto Promotion Live. Uh, by this time, we had pre-recorded uh, video, but I, my purpose was having you here, and everybody can have their comments because I see my audience really wish to connect. Uh, with my interviewees, so I said it's better I have it live so we have more uh, interaction together and can learn from each other. And I know many of you are authors and wish to be a published author or already an author. So today we have Cindy, Dr. Cindy, Uh, I try to remember her last name. (laughs) Dr. Cindy Childress, and she's doing ghostwriting. Uh, So whoever wishes to publish her book but uh, doesn't know how to write the book, then she can help. She can also help you to get the bestseller status. I know there are lots of tricky parts. To get the bestseller status, especially in Amazon.com. And she's uh, not only a ghostwriter, she's also book editor for entrepreneurs. And her business, um, um, business communication, uh, with, with her business, actually, she took roles for most innovative company of the year 2020 at the Stevie Award for Women in Business. I'm very happy to have you here. I know we are connected to so many authors and they can use your information and they see how you can help them. And, uh, you know, we have a really great resource today. So if you have any comments, if you need any help, she's here to help you. Hi, Cindy. Hello. Thank you so much for having me here. Yes. Thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. So Cindy, oh, my wow, look here. at your cat. <laughs> That's Prince Pesa. <laughs> I love it. Oh. Cats usually are very silent. They don't make yeah. noises, yeah. <laughs> she won't. Yeah. So Cindy, how did you become ghostwriting? ghostwriter. I know you already uh, did some co writing with others, but then you decided to write for others. <laughs> How did it
1: happen? Yes, um, I had started a copywriting business, actually, and I also did content writing, so, you know, writing SEO-rich blogs and that kind of thing. And then um, I happened to edit a book for a friend of mine, And I stopped and thought, um, I enjoyed that project a lot more than the copywriting. And then the other thing is, um, before I became an entrepreneur, I'd done some technical writing. So I'd written some training manuals that were really, you know, like 60,000 words. I mean, you know, a book can be not even that long. And so when I edited that book, I felt like even though I made it much better, if I had been there from the start, and planned out the whole thing, I could have made it even better than I was able to in my role as editor. And I could have helped her have a better draft faster. So that was in 2017. And so um, that April, I announced that I was a ghostwriter. And um, within the first month, I found three clients, um, two of which became Amazon bestsellers. And
0: my ghostwriting career was born. Wow, beautiful. And I see some of your authors uh, could go on the stage, right? TEDx and other stages. That's beautiful. Yes, and
1: I also have an affiliate program with two different um speaker coaches. One is a TEDx speaker coach and another one is a story slam coach. And so, I really um when I'm working with authors, we're also thinking about where in your book Do you have a chapter or even a section of a chapter that could become the um, signature um, talk that goes along with your book? It's really smart to be thinking about those things
0: together. So do you, um, so you help them to be on the stage for TEDx and a Slim, what was it? Um, Story Slam. Well, I have... um,
1: Yes, I have friends that are experts in each of those things. And I connect those clients with um, those other experts.
0: Yeah, I know something, Cindy, about the authoring is not only writing. I know after you write, then what? What are you going to do with that? (laughs) Usually, you know, you need a lot of marketing and exposure because people need to see you as an author especially when you are very fresh in authorship. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I always say that your book
1: needs you to be the face of it so it will be successful. And that's even true of traditional publishing. You don't get a book deal and suddenly you can just hide behind a marketing plan. You still have to be the face of your book. And then I tell self-publishing authors, then you do that on steroids. And so... Absolutely. This requires, um, you know, going on video, doing interviews like the one we're doing right now and having your talking points ready. And then it's also about content. So I encourage them to find where on social media, their readers are already hanging out a to do market research on what they're talking about that you can speak to and connect with them. And then B so that um, you're building that audience and showing yourself as an authority and a leader to these people you want to read your book um, before your book comes out. It's really smart to do all those things together. Um, or else I've had clients who we finished their book and I'm like, "Yay, yeah, your book is done. When are you publishing it? And then it's like six months or even a year later, because then they start building their audience. You can do it that way. But I would recommend if you don't already have an audience, do this in concurrence with writing your book. Exactly. That's what I did.
0: <laughs> Love it. Yes. Actually, yeah, you already read my book as well, right? Yes. So. For my first book, I just realized, I just published it. That's it. with Without knowing about the publishing strategy, I just saw it on the Amazon. My mm-hmm. cover was awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my uh, description, everything, like everything messed up. I didn't know mm-hmm. actually what to do with this. And then I just sit there, see if somebody can buy my book and nobody... Except my friends, (laughs) families by the book. Yes, yes.
1: Sure, I said that um, the problem that you faced when you haven't been building an audience and maybe you didn't write your book with a particular audience in mind Then, what happens when you launch the book is um, nobody was expecting it. They're not looking forward to it. They don't know about it. So, then um, nobody buys it, nobody reviews it. And then you could feel like it was not a good use of your time and resources.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What to happen? Great. Thank you so much for continuing this. Uh, Look at here. We have some comments from Robin. I know everybody was uh, so. Uh, confused why I was froze. I don't know why this happened. <laughs> uh, so, Robin, thank you for being here. I know uh, she said she's frozen. <laughs> That's great. Somebody actually watched this show. I'm so happy we have you here. Uh, all right. So, Cindy, I have a lot of questions about this. Um, first of all what what is your experience in ghost writing do you uh, to whom you recommend co- ghost writing and to whom you recommend to just uh, do their their own writing?
1: Yes, so my best ghostwriting clients you know interestingly um are usually men. And there are some interesting reasons for that. So they're usually men who this book is meant to be um, part of their marketing strategy. So they're not they might be a little bit emotionally invested because they want the recognition that comes with being a successful author. Um, But they're not terribly interested in. The writing process itself. That's why they know they would never do it if um, it was left to them to figure out how to write the book. So someone like me um, can just take all that worry out of the way so they can continue to their next step. Um, And then who is a good fit for writing your book yourself? Now, this does kind of fall along gender just because a lot of the 15-minute calls that I have. I will see that um, they'll say, the women will say, you know, but what if somebody finds out I didn't write my book myself? Um, And another thing is the women seem a little bit more interested in connecting with their storytelling and trying to make a connection with the people that they are writing the book for. And so they really would like to do it themselves if only they (laughs) could. And that's actually why I created my signature course, Crank Out Your Book in Eight Weeks.
0: Yes, I see. You know, I don't know why most women are writers. We have um, exceptional men writer as well. But uh, women are more <laughs> into it, writing and reading books. So... <clears throat> Tell me about the difference between self-publishing and traditional publishing. I know myself, I never done traditional. I always done self-publishing. That's why I'm asking. Because Mm -hmm. I guess um, I never went to that road because I was thinking maybe, I don't know, it's too much. You have to find a publisher. You have to um, do lots of marketing yourself as well. So I don't know because i haven't gone there what's the difference do you recommend self-publishing or traditional publishing this is a super
1: question and it really depends on what your goals are and the current size of your audience so um if you have an audience and an engaged audience in the high five figures or six figures then you may be a good candidate for a traditional book deal. And I'm particularly talking about nonfiction authors. So for fiction, um, the size of your audience is less of a concern. Usually it's always a bonus if you have one, but that's um, not as, but for nonfiction, if you don't have in the high six figures, the lowest number I've ever heard a book agent say was 30,000, but that would be a special case, like if you only had thirty thousand, they'd have to be really engaged, and it would have to be a very niche book. And that's because these traditional publishers are generally looking for somebody with an audience size such that they feel confident they could sell, you know, ten to twenty thousand books. And when you don't have that audience size, it's um, very unlikely that you will find a nonfiction book deal. Not impossible. they are boutique. Publishers that may have smaller audiences themselves where there's a smaller print run that could still be successful for them. And that's something that you would have to research. Um, Just look in the publishing information in the front of the book. Select the one that you want to write that are similar to yours and see where the publisher is. Google them. Find out what the process is. Usually they'll only accept agented submissions, which means you need a book agent first. Occasionally for some more boutique presses, they may allow um, direct author submissions and then just look at everything they list that they ask for for a submission. Sometimes they want the whole manuscript. Sometimes they just want a query letter and a synopsis, maybe a marketing plan, that kind of thing. Just find out what they need and do it. Also, expect that this process will take at least two years from getting an agent to your book being released, and it can change all the time. You can even um, get an agent, and then if they're not able to sell your book to a publisher, you may be under contract with them for two years, and then the contract ends and your book reverts back to you, and you still don't have a book. Oh my goodness, that's too much process. (laughs) Uh, You know, for a lot of people, it is. And I like to educate my clients because a lot of people, when they come to me, they don't know which one is appropriate for them. And I do have someone I'm working with right now on her um, submission materials for agent queries because she does have a big audience. So it is reasonable that that might be a path for her. But You know, I'm a big fan of self-publishing because it is way more democratic. You don't have a bunch of people that can tell you no. And today is Martin Luther King Day. And I'll say um, particularly for getting more voices um, from people of color or from diverse experiences out there, it can be harder to get through the traditional publishing machine. But for the self-publishing machine, you are the one who tells yourself, yes, I'm doing it. My voice needs to be heard. I'm putting my story out there and then do it and, you know, market it. And so, you know, I love it because it can happen much more quickly. And also you can be successful with a much smaller audience because for nonfiction, this is true, even of traditional publishing, most nonfiction authors do not pay their bills and their mortgage and all that from their book sales, they oh. do something else. If you look at the back of the book, they're a professor oh. or a teacher, they have another business, they're a consultant, there's something else. So when you don't even think of any notions that this is gonna be your your ticket, what you do is you look at this is a way to bring more people to the offer after the book. And that is where you turn your readers into clients and customers so that your nonfiction book is a great use of your time and it's perfectly lucrative to you whereas maybe it wouldn't have been to a publisher that's not selling your course or selling your consulting
0: um that's your business um actually for my own book for the first one i see um you need to have your readers with you. So sometimes when you you just publish your book, and then even if you get the bestseller, that's it done. Your book gonna be die there, like mm-hmm. because you cannot be up there all the time. If you want to be bestseller or bestseller all the time, or just break the Amazon chart, this kind of thing. So you need a lot of marketing. And another way is to have an audience, big audience and consistent program that uh, you can actually advertise your book or somehow this book is useful for that audience. So let's say I check to so many books these days. One of them, um, I like it, it starts with egg. That's uh, in my niche, fertility. And I was wondering how this this book is bestseller all the time because are they they doing marketing? What are they doing? The point with the health book, like in my field right (laughs) right Mm -hmm. now, because my first one was not health issue related. This one is health. And then I just realized Amazon rejected my ad four times. Mm -hmm. So it's not easy, just as warning, if you have some book which is, uh, actually recommending uh, uh, treatment or cure is not really easy to uh, do the uh, advertising in Amazon because you have a specific clients with treatment and recommendations is not going to work in Amazon unless other uh, unless you just do it, the advertisement you do it outside the Amazon. Even with that, it is not really worth to just pay for advertising all the time. Then I realized, okay, this uh, book, it starts with A. How come they are always bestseller? Then I realized she, she didn't use the self-publishing. She used the traditional publishing. They have their own platforms to publish. To, um, actually advertise the book she has a big audience in Facebook so that's why she has a business behind the scene so everybody knows her book and it's a useful book of course but it's not only being useful because there are lots of great books in Amazon they are not seen people can not see them Because they are not up there all the time. They are not in Amazon chart. They cannot do the marketing all the time. So what is your own uh, suggestion for these authors?
1: Yes. Well, you hit upon part of it. So a Facebook group is a great suggestion to um, build your own audience. And another thing we were talking about before um, we started recording is the power of beta readers and one of my clients was on the top 100 on barnesandnoble.com in real estate and finance for 10 months and you don't do that by just having your book free on one day and having all your friends and family buy it that day that's a great way to be a bestseller on amazon and you know pick some categories that are not too competitive and it's worth doing because then you can call yourself a bestseller so do that But don't stop there, as Pantia said, because otherwise your book stops there. So what he did is get a critical mass of people to buy his book and review his book. And another thing he did is something that some traditional publishers do where you have your book selling on more than one platform. So if your book, you can ask someone to carry your book in a store so that it's checking out with a barcode. And those of you, um, really, I would say anywhere in the world, there will be bookstores where um, you can ask them to carry your book on consignment. And Barnes & Noble, by the way, is just recently starting um, new local outreach. And so they've become newly interested in some local, um, carrying some books of local authors that may be self-published. And I'm sorry, I'm about to get off topic, but one more thing before I stop where I'm going here Um, when you do if you want to pursue that it's important not to um, use um, Kindle Direct or CreateSpace publishing you are going to want to have your book um, produced on IngramSpark or Lulu.com there's a lot of other places to go but if you're exclusively publishing on Amazon then those opportunities are not going to be available for those books um, and I think um, I'm almost off topic here, so I'm going to let you chime in. Yeah,
0: actually, I'm going to add something here because I've done both. <laughs> For my, everybody asks me, why don't you do it? Why don't you have the print version in uh, uh, Amazon yet? I tell you why. <laughs> because my experience says it's okay to have the Kindle power one uh, on Amazon so you can. Um, actually sell it there Mm -hmm. uh, and be bestseller right but for your print version I don't recommend Amazon because then you're going to be exclusive there there is an option there uh, it's called distributors so external distributors shouldn't access to your Amazon account I mean your book because then you cannot sell your book in libraries that's the that's the that's the thing you will know it after experiencing <laughs> this with amazon not everybody know it yeah. so because my, i couldn't do this for my first book uh, for mm-hmm. my second because the my second book was awesome i had lots of reviews on it and i uh, worked hard on it but uh, still i couldn't do it because it was not in ingram spark this time mm-hmm. i put it in ingram so i i will publish it uh, publish the print version there um. So, uh, but I have another question here, want <laughs> <Even laughs> from for my own uh, curiosity. Sure, please. Uh, you can have, um. I know for for audio version, Audible is there. Audacity, I can uh, actually add it in there, which is okay. Um, but you can have the hardcover, and uh, um. Print version, so Mm -hmm. this you can have different ISBN for different uh, versions of your book, right? So I was thinking maybe you can have the print version in Amazon still there, but still you can have your book in Ingram in libraries in hardcover. Can we do this? We recommend this. You know
1: that's an interesting question. So I've not had a client who has done that. However, um, you are correct. Um, The USBN number and the barcode are going to be exclusive to wherever you have put your book for sale. So if you use one ISBN and barcode on Amazon for a paperback copy um, and another one on IngramSpark for a hardback copy, um, I think I don't think that there would be any problem with that. I think it might be a little bit of extra time because you're going to have to build it out on both platforms. Um, but really it should be the same information that you're entering and just a matter of pasting it
0: in. Mm. So it's, it's possible. So we can do this. It's possible. So don't worry. <laughs> but, um, uh, I know with, do you did you have any clients um, did the hardcover a hardcover?
1: Yes, I actually recommend that everybody do the hardcover because it doesn't cost that much extra money. You do need an ex you need an additional ISBN and barcode, and your book cover designer will have to and your book formatter will have to create two different versions for the different sizes of the hard cap cover versus the paperback. But that's not very much expense because really for them, that's just a matter of clicking some buttons to change some dimensions. So they just need you to give them the dimensions and then they can create it without much difficulty. And and then the benefit is you know, it looks more prestigious to have a hardcover because in traditional publishing, they will only give you a hardcover if there's an anticipation of a lot of sales. Because what they'll do is release the hardcover first and try to hit bestseller with that. And then the paperback will be released later.
0: Wow. And so I know that
1: I'm sorry, go ahead. I said I didn't know that. Yeah. And so um, if your book isn't released in hardcover, if you're A snob and your traditional publishing you will be very hurt and disappointed that they didn't give your book a (laughs) hardcover but with self-publishing you can give yourself a hardcover
0: yeah beautiful the problem with the copy i show you if i have mine here Uh, i think my daughter take it you know i order my paper bag for my last book and the paperback uh, they sent it with amazon the Mm. cover was just ripped off and that was really disappointing i was really uh, sad and it it didn't work it was not worth it just asked them to send it over i mean Mm. then i was realized this time i'm not gonna do this because you work hard for your book especially when you have a big big book like mm-hmm. for for lighter book is easier but when you have something more than 150 pages then i don't recommend just do the paperback because um it needs to be protected and especially when you do the shipment in winter <laughs> yeah. be careful because you're gonna lose it so that's why hard cover cover is much more protected and it's like um as you said they give you a lot of prestige to that book there are lots of things we, we can talk about and i'm so sorry i uh, we missed it in the middle but uh, still uh, i think we're going to add some few minutes um mm-hmm. if if my audience have any question robin or anybody's here uh, please let me know we can ask her and uh, right now um Cindy, if you have any recommendation for new authors, please just give us some tips. Thanks. Sure. Um,
1: The first thing that I will say is look for places where you can be a podcast guest. And when you are a podcast guest, you will be invited. Usually they'll just ask you, what are you giving away? And so, you know, you might, depending on what your, what your strategy is at that point in your launch, you may be giving away the digital copy for reviews or you might give the first chapter away in hopes that they will buy the rest of it. Um, or maybe you're just getting them on your email list um, to put them in a funnel to get them to the book. You know, whatever that is, because um, these are, when you're an expert in your topic, there are shows where people are looking for experts on those topics, and maybe if there's a show that has a critical mass, and you know, um, like Entrepreneur on Fire, um, John Lee Dumas's show. Now, I believe it costs fifteen hundred dollars for you to go on there. You don't wow. have to. You don't have to chase that kind of thing. Um, look for smaller niche podcasts that are going to be. Um, that's where you're partnering and you're helping them. They're looking for great like podcasts, have great. Podcast. You have great content. So we're helping each other. And um, another thing you can do is look for opportunities to be a guest contributor or a guest blogger. And again, looking at micro influencers, people who are looking for great content, you have great content. It's very compatible. And in this way you can get access to other people's audiences that are built.
0: For your book and your offer. Beautiful. You know, I just want to add something about the, this podcast. I know the power of connections. Really, really, I understand this with my first book, even the first book. What happened? I published it. And it's okay. I didn't know about the publishing, but I had a published book. I went to a show to watch another show and the producer told me in the break what are you doing i said i'm an author i just published a book and he said where is your book i said this is my book and he said do you want to be on the show i said yes (laughs) you know that's amazing when you have something published then you you will be connected to many many people Mm-hmm. And then I was connected to a great network, local network in Canada. And then I got few uh, Facebook um, lives, a lot of exposure. I could do the speaking, game, speaking <coughs> gig. So you see, it gives you a lot of exposure. And uh, even you can go to podcasts or and, and everywhere else so um let's see somebody says uh yes new author somebody's new author and uh, robin says i don't have any question right now Uh, but at least there are actually uh, listening to this show and they um, used what we talk about the publishing about the new authors don't be afraid if you want to publish your book just do it even if it's not perfect we are here to help you and Cindy actually help you to write this <laughs> because I know it's not uh, really easy do you recommend I tell Do you recommend I tell? I don't know. What do you mean? Uh, What I recommend is just um, write your book. Because I know life is short. Isn't it, Cindy? And the great excitement that you see from uh, watching your book publish, give you lots of accomplishment. And uh, this is a great feeling that you you are creative. You created something, especially during this COVID. We cannot do too much thing, so that the best way is just write your book. <laughs> and uh, Cindy has eight weeks program, and uh, I like you to talk about this a little bit for a few minutes. Uh, you already uh, g- give off something, but please tell me. my audience. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So Crank Out Your Book in Eight Weeks is currently open for enrollment. And this is my signature eight-week program. What we do is start with figuring out what book you're going to write now. So if you have more than one topic in mind, we narrow that down to something you can tackle in one book and figure out how long should your book be and even what should be included in your book? Because a lot of times first time authors may not be exactly sure what kind of book it is. Is it a self-help book or is it a topical information book or is it a memoir? So we think through those things to get you um, figured out what kind of book you're going to write. And then we create your table of contents, which we do according to exactly who your target reader is. And the reason they are looking for your book now And then we start the beginning of the book with you responding to the problem. That's the reason they're looking for your solution. So you meet them where they are and then you take them on a journey such that by the end of the table of contents, by the end of your book, you have given them enough quick wins along the way and they are ready to continue interacting with you in your future offers. So this looks different for different business models. But, you know, the idea is to give them a lead magnet. I think I mentioned that at least once before on this call. Mm-hmm. So you find a way to get them from the book to your list. And then you have offers for them. And there can be future offers, too. You don't, they don't have to all be created now. You're getting people to your list so that as you create those additional maybe um, – a guided book study if you're just starting out, maybe a retreat where all your authors can hang out with you, your readers can hang out with you and work on some things together. Um, maybe that turns into a course. Maybe some of you already are course creators, and so you want a book as, you know, the the inexpensive way for people to check you out and decide if they want your course or not. And you get them in that way. So, you know, we figure out what that's going to look like. And then we plan the book to get the readers from the problem to the solution. And then we start cranking it out. And I teach you how to be your own ghost writer.
0: Beautiful. I love that. (laughs) You know, that's Mm -hmm. the purpose of your book. Have a lead magnet. Because you don't want to lose your readers. You can have very strong interaction with them. And because you want to be useful. You want to mm-hmm. see that your, uh, what you've written is already there. And I have a great question from one of my audience. He said, do you recommend I tell my audience that I'm writing a book? So I bring them on my journey. Sure. Sure, you do it. Because the point is, if you don't, it's too late to write a book, publish it, and then tell your audience. You need to build your audience even before publishing the book. What I did with my last book, I had Naturally Conceived, like even six months before publishing, it was in (laughs) (laughs) pre-order. Re-ordering is a totally different story. I don't recommend it to everybody because it's just different story. And uh, with the Amazon algorithm, uh, it's kind of uh, complicated. But it's good for people who already publish their book. They have their audience. Um, they have podcasts or everything that can connect to their audience. I had this opportunity, fortunately. I mean, I created this opportunity to have my audience. So even before publishing my book, I hit the bestseller in pre-order. And then I hit the bestseller after pre-order uh, publishing. So as I said, if you want to write a book, have the audience and... A business first right and yeah. then as Cindy says you, you can actually create a lead magnet by the time you publish your book you have your purpose ready yes.
1: yes beautifully put I couldn't agree more and I'll say that as you bring the readers on your journey be strategic about that so don't let it all hang out if this is truly the worst day in your author life you know package that so that you seem more confident when you go to the people that you're trying to get to follow you. So I would think strategically when you're a few months out um, to say things like, oh, I'm so scared. I'm about to send my manuscript to the editor. I hope she doesn't, you know, put it through the lawnmower or something. And then when you get your edits back, you're like, oh, I'm so excited. She gave me so many great ideas. This is going to be a lot of work, but, and I'd really appreciate your encouragement, you know, and so what you're doing is you're getting people to encourage you, but you're not doing it like being whiny and complainy. And, um, Also ask their opinion. People love to give their opinion. So um, you can create polls. Maybe you're not sure what to cover in your book. Or even if you know exactly what you're covering in your book, ask people what they want you to cover anyway. Because when they give you their opinion, they're going to be invested in what you're doing. They're going to want to see it when it comes out to see if you did their idea or not. Um, And same thing with book covers. You may already know which design you're going to go with. But go on social media and show two three or four and ask people to vote you might even get surprised and change your mind when you see the votes come in um but also you're giving people another opportunity to do something that takes very little time but makes them feel invested and keep track i mean seriously keep a spreadsheet of all those people that are locking and commenting on those posts and that becomes people that you can reach out to when you're launching your book to ask for help
0: yes cindy I love it. I love this interview. I mean, you actually pointed very informative way that any new um, self-publisher need to know because, um, as you said, everybody just published their book. It's a long process for the first time. As soon as you have more experience, it's much easier because for me, it's so easy to write a book by myself. If you have contributors, it's a different story because then you need the feedback, which is, which is good. I love contributing with other people as well. But uh, then you learn what to do. If you have a table of contents, as she said, then you know exactly what is in topic. For my last book, Naturally Constance, what I did, I started myself first. I wrote it. I structured my book and then I said there is something missing I need contributors because I'm not fertility doctor I'm not acupuncturist so I need a lot of inputs from them so that's why I created my podcast then my book totally changed <laughs> Wow, and I added more values through this interviews to my book. So you see, if you have audience, because you don't want to read your book yourself, you need audience. People should read your book. So it's great idea to actually ask them what they want, because these are the real people reading your book, and then you can customize your book based on those feedbacks and add more values. I could not agree more. That was beautifully said. Yeah. Thank you so much, Cindy. We had like 15 minutes uh, over our time, but because they had some delay in between, I said that's fine. And uh, I had, still I have a lot of questions, but we don't have uh, so much time to talk about it. Thank you so much. And uh, just want to say, what is your, oh, I have it here. I can... uh show it here. Instagram, you can connect with her, Cindy Childress PhD. Facebook, Cindy Childress. And do you have a face? Uh, yes. And you have website, cindychildress.com. So easy. You can uh, You can see it here on the screen. And her program is called Crank Out Your Book in Eight Weeks. You can find it in website, in her website, Cindy
1: Yes, beautiful. And it's also, if you want the quick link, um, you can go to bit.ly backslash eight weeks book.
0: Oh, that's I uh, hope you could tell me before I could write it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much for being here and thank you for all audience uh, listening to this. Hopefully it could help you a lot and you can start writing your book right now <laughs> mm-hmm. and enjoying seeing your book as published. Please subscribe to Pontoy A Transition Channel and order my book Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams.